This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yep. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford, eight! Crawford's gotta hurry! Up! Oh, no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's According to Jim, here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Do you still get to be the most popular man in the summer while there aren't as many activities going on? I'm, or are you just the most under-the-radar man in the I'm, summer? I'm I'm under the radar. I'm always under the radar. I'm not the most popular man. You always say that, but uh, that's not really true. You are. People come up to me all the time, and they're like, what, what's that you say about Steve? That You're right. You're right. <laughs> he is the most popular man. I get. Uh, I, people tell me that at least three times a day. At least three times a day? At a minimum. Sometimes it's like 10 or 12. Is that Casey telling you that three times a day? No, no, no. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it, I don't count anybody here at the station. Okay. Although Mark does say, God, Steve is just so popular. Oh, that's, that is hooey. I want Mark on his next nearly impossible trivia. It won't be nearly impossible, but just... Who is the most popular man in McPherson? And then he'll take calls, and they'll say, Steve. And he'll say yes. And then you win a, a think, ticket to the Inman Harvest Cafe. I, I think 90% of the people out there would probably disagree with that. I think you're pretty popular, Steve. Yeah. Well, Steve, your old stomping grounds last night were in a little bit of trouble, mm. as in Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. You were only there for, what, two years? Two years, yeah. But it was a tough, tough night in that neck of the woods. I was calling my parents there in the Olathe Overland Park Johnson County area, so they were able to miss a lot of this big storm. But I have other friends that are in the Kansas City area, some other ones that live a little bit north of the Kansas City metro, and it was a scary night well, for a lot of those my people. My sister lives in Lawrence. That's right. And uh, but she lives more on the northwest, northwest end of Lawrence. She's right out for those that have been to Lawrence, if you know where Rock Chalk Park is, where they have the KU relays now, out west, out past Sixth Street and K past ten. Past K10, you know, K10 is the road I take, you know, when I when I uh, come into Lawrence. If you take K10, what it is, it's a, it's it's kind of a it's a it's it's a, a exchange that goes around Lawrence and that way you don't have to hit those 10,000 stoplights. If you come in on 59 and you go straight through town, there's like 55 stoplights it seems like. If you take K10, you can go around Lawrence and then there's various places you can get off. I always get off on Wakarusa, but that's the road I take. And my sister said there was a semi that was on K10 that basically got flipped over. Uh, they were down in their basement. Uh, they said the winds probably where they live, they would have guessed the winds at about 80 to a hundred miles per hour. Now my nephew is a media. He used to be, 
you know, in the he, he studied meteorology, so he really was staying on top of this. And of course, they were down in the basement. One eyed Shug was down there. She said, One eyed Shug was. That's, that's not Steve's that's long their dog. lost cousin or anything. That's their dog. We one, had one of me, my sister, yeah. one eyed Shug. One eyed Shug was down in the basement, and Susie said, One eyed Shug was just about the calmest person of everybody. I'm sure I would have been losing my mind. But uh, she said they they hunkered down. Everything was good. Never lost power where they live. And, and really, you know, uh, it it's amazing just, you know, where they live about where the tornado hits about two miles. The tornado, its main path yesterday in Lawrence. So if you could imagine 59 Highway coming in from the south. Right. So it's almost the very center of Lawrence. 59 Highway, it takes this turn and begins to go straight north. Right. And the path almost went right through that turn. And I've made that drive thousands of times living in Baldwin City for four years and driving to Lawrence. I have friends that live in that area. And it was was a scary night for those people. And, And so that area got hit very hard. And then the area of Linwood, which is combined with Baser Linwood for their high school. And you've covered them enough times. The Bullpups have played them a lot of times. There were dozens of houses that were shredded yesterday Yeah, in that and, area. Yeah, and I've always said, you know, of all the natural disasters, hurricanes, you know, blizzards, tornado stands at the top, far and away the most dangerous storm there is. It's just so different and hard to predict. And the one in Lawrence yesterday, I saw a lot of friends that were taking pictures from afar, whether they were in the middle of the city or they were somewhere else, and that, they, that, that tornado was what they call rain-wrapped. Right. And so you could just see this wall that was about a mile wide. And so it looks like the tornado is that wide, when in reality that's just rain yeah. that is surrounding the winds. Well, I'm sure. And I was watching the Kansas City News and Gary Lezak at yeah, 41 yeah. Action News. He was all over it. I mean, it is, it is one of those crazy, and I'm sure this happens with people in Florida when it comes to hurricanes, people in California when it comes to earthquakes. Some of those moments where you kind of stop what you're doing and just want to see what's happening. And right. you and you, you almost can't take your eyes off the screen. Well, my sister said that uh, my nephew and, and her husband uh, went out and immediately, you know, kind of took, took the, lay, you know, the lay of the land, took some photos and stuff like that. But uh, I'm sure our good friend Nick Gosnell Oh, I'm sure he's been busy. the busiest man in oh, Topeka. I, I bet Nick Gosnell is exhausted because I know he was anchoring – uh, coverage in Topeka, and you know Nick. Uh, you know he'll through thick and thin. He is going to be right there at the mic, and I think and, Nick would be the perfect radio marathon guy. Oh, he is, and yeah, the guy. You know, uh, and he does a great job up there for WIBW and, and FM News one hundred four point nine. That's right, does a great job for them, and uh, they're lucky to have him up there. Steve, we can move on from tornado talk. I know that you and I are very good meteorologists, or at least you like to believe that you are one. I just stand at the window. Well, anytime we're at an outdoor sporting event, Steve knows, oh, this rain's coming in. Oh, we're going to be delayed another 30 minutes. Ooh, I don't think we can get this game in. Too much water. When you spend enough time at sporting events that are weather, outdoor, you get pretty good at it. Weather makes me nervous. It really Bad weather really makes me nervous. And, and for me, the worst is ice. I just Ice just uh, scares me to death. Don't ask me why, but it does. The other news, the other storm that has been happening in your life, Steve, is another storm that has been happening in Lawrence. Well, not technically happening in Lawrence, but has had some ramifications of Lawrence. And I wanted to open this up a little bit with you 
We talked about R.J. Hampton a little bit yesterday, but that was before we knew a lot of the big news surrounding his decision to bypass college basketball, bypass playing for either KU, Memphis, Texas Tech, and beginning his quest for professional basketball a little early. We found out a couple of things after our show that made a difference, one of those being that he was likely going to choose KU over the other two schools that I mentioned. Dagger. Which I know doesn't make you feel very good. Dagger I saw a picture heart. of him and Zion Williamson both in KU gear at one of Coach Self's camps. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that other KU people are sitting around going, oh man, what, what could have been? But oh, yeah. one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and I heard it a little bit in your tone on the sell-on sports that runs through before our show begins, you said it's something along the lines of R.J. Hampton went on ESPN to announce this decision, and it gave me the impression that you didn't think that was a very good move. I just, I don't, why would ESPN put a high school kid on? I just don't. A high school kid, huh? Ratings. Sure, but I mean, come on, he's 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 18 years old. He's not even Zion. Now, Zion, I could see it, but I mean, how many people, if, if, Three days ago, if I'd said R.J. Hampton, and if I just said, who knows who R.J. Hampton is? If you're not a KU basketball fan, the rest of the country wouldn't even know who we're talking about. I think a lot of college basketball fans would know. But you're upset with ESPN wanting to air this, or are you upset with R.J. Hampton wanting to go make this announcement on ESPN? I I I don't like all this pomp and circumstance where they have all the hats you know, they, for the but co- this wasn't that. I know this was him just going on and saying, "Hey, I'm going to New Zealand." Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. I guess if if you know KU wasn't involved, maybe I wouldn't think twice about it. Let's put it this way, Steve. If the New York Times approached you and said, "Hey, we want you to run a column. We want you to write this column about Kansas high school basketball, whether it's McPherson or whatever," they said, "We're going to run this column, and we want you to write it." You'd take the opportunity to have your platform be the New York Times, wouldn't you? Sure. And wouldn't you want to go on there and say, "Hey," I, or let's say you wrote wrote a book on bullpup basketball. I have had a lot of people and ask and me to Good write Morning America approaches you and says, "Hey, you want to come on and talk about your book? You're going to go make it as public as possible." So, well, what my consensus is here with this decision, but I'm I, old. I'm an old person, right? But as this young person, R.J. Yeah. Hampton, yeah. He's about to go to New Zealand for a year, if not a little bit less, before he makes his way to the NBA, which he will. But what my thought here is with this, in terms of marketing, for a guy that's about to leave the country and be out of the mainstream market, mainstream media for a while... Don't you want him to get as much in in your in his mind? Well, I'm sure. Don't you want him to get as much publicity yeah, as possible? Yeah, and, and I did exhaustive research today, and that showed Fran Fraschilla is a real, you know, ESPN analyst. I thought you were going to say he's little. Well, he is little. He's he, not a big guy. I could post him up, but anyway, that that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a pretty good fight between. Yeah, you we're two. both like five foot nothing, but anyway, Fran Fraschilla is really tuned into the international market. Knows all the internationals. And he says if, if R.J. Hampton thinks he's going to go to New Zealand and absolutely just light it up like a Christmas tree, he says, I wouldn't be surprised if R.J. Hampton doesn't even start. He says, these guys, you know, 
they're not bad players. No. So he says, if RJ Hampton, and they're grown men. Yeah, and that's the thing. See that my whole thing about skipping your seat for. How do you get reclassified? I, I mean, if I could have done that and got out of high school year, I'd. How do you reclassify? I, I I haven't understood that process. You get to go make money faster. But I mean, do you just say, I'm not going to go my senior year of high school? Right. Basically, that's yeah. You have to graduate early. Yeah. And for most of these, now he people, is a three point seven student. For most people, it's not very hard to graduate high school a little early. Well, it would have been for me. Well, because you, I think you spent a little too much time at the parties. Well, yeah. Up by the keg stand a few a few too many times One in high school. One too many times at the state lake, yeah. But my point with all of this is R.J. Hampton needs as much media publicity as possible because he wants his stock to stay high right. in America where the NBA is the most prevalent. He needs people to continue to remember his name. He needs people to remember who he is and where he is and what he's doing. And are you familiar with Barstool Sports? Are you familiar with them? No. Well, they're a media agency. They're sort of a, a different media agency, and they've taken some heat in the past for their style of reporting and what they broadcast, but they have a very big following right now. Mm-hmm. And Barstool owns this New England team. They have at least have a little bit of a... a New Zealand? What I say? New England? New England, yeah. New Zealand, yes. They're based out of Sean New England. Sean Marion is part owner. And so they're the all Matrix. kind of a part of this. And part of this other deal, too, is that R.J. Hampton is saying, hey, I'll go play for this team if Barstool talks about me a lot and is able to post my highlights. And you remember me saying that yesterday? Oh, yeah. Is that he needs people to continue to talk about him because if he goes to New Zealand, not New England, New Zealand, and puts up, whether his numbers are good or whatever, but if he has a couple of highlight plays every game and they continue to get posted on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook, then people are going to see it, and he's going to still remain relevant, and that that's what his goal is with doing this. Not only is he going to go make money while these other guys have to go to college, but he gets to continue to market himself instead of Zion kind of having to let Duke market him last year. And KU would have marketed him. And, and, And whoever it is, where KU is marketing Quentin Grimes and Devon Dotson, where instead he can go be in charge of all of this. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, I always go back to the great Gordon Gecko. Big fan of Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. You remember that line? Of course. But I'm a big fan of Gordon Gecko. Well, I, I, I think I think this is all about this is a money grab. That's what it's money is. and it's fun. It's finding a way to continue yeah. to market yourself. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I've got two things I want to talk about. With two things that happened over the weekend while you and I were spending our time at State Track and Field. Exhaustive hours. That's right. All right, we'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve's been whistling and humming this song for about the last six months. I love that song. Beach Boys. You're a big fan of the Beach Boys. I was. You gotta remember, I grew up on the Beach Boys. 
because I grew up on the Beatles, the Beach Boys, you know, Jan and Dean, Herman's Hermits. So if that dates me a little bit. All your people. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got two things I want to talk about with you, Steve. Number one, they both involve death. Okay. Uh, this is a weird start to this. But, Very morbid. <laughs> but one of them was, or they both happened over this weekend while you and I were down in Wichita, and we didn't really get a chance to dive into it. Number one was a death that I was a little bummed about, and that was the death of Rod Bramblett. Did you see much about him? Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. He is the voice of the Auburn Tigers. Okay. Him and his wife were in a car accident where they both died over the weekend. Oh, wow. And so there were a lot of people in the sports media world that were talking about him. And maybe his most famous call was this one. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. I love that call. And that came against Alabama, didn't it? That was in the Iron Bowl, 2013. And, and nothing makes me happier when Auburn wins the Iron Bowl. I love that. I just I just think, you know, I, I just I, I just love when Auburn does that. But that was a call that was yeah. <laughs> that was a call that was circulating the internet this weekend just because of the tragic death there. And mm-hmm. it, it makes me it makes me think a lot because I really enjoy SEC radio broadcaster. I mean, I'm an SEC fan, mm-hmm. but whenever I think of the SEC and the football radio guy, there are a lot of different voices that that start to happen in my head. Do Woo Pigs have a good announcer? Well, they then, oddly enough, one of their longtime radio broadcasters died in a car accident as well, Paul Eels. Oh. Their guy now, Chuck Barrett, does a very good job, and I listen to him a lot, but Rod Bramblett is one of those voices that it sort of makes you think SEC football. Yeah. Auburn's going to win the football game. They're not keeping them off the field tonight. I don't know. It it, it makes me emotional because I really enjoy that. Yeah. I don't know if other people dive into that as much or care about it as much. But I've got one other death that happened over the weekend that I wanted to talk about, and that was Bill Buckner. Right. And I'm, I'm sure that you were tuned into that, and Bill Buckner, his glory days were through a lot of your time as a young person exactly. following baseball. And I heard a lot of people talking about this, and there was some mixed reaction with it, that there were a lot of newspapers, media outlets reporting, saying, hey, Bill Buckner died, I think he was 65, or something around there, and saying you know, he'll always be remembered for and the I error. And I hate that. that. I just don't like that. And, and I get that people don't like that, but that's, it's maybe one of the most famous things that's, ever happen in baseball. Right. It's maybe the most famous error of all time. Yeah. And I get that we don't want to sit here and say, Bill Buckner, who is rejected by all of Boston because of he made this error and he lost them the World Series. I'm not saying that, but him making this error is a big part of the history of baseball. It's a big part of the history of sports. If we were putting together a montage of... Big sports moments from the last 50 years. 
that would be in there. It probably would. And it would be in there on a very limited list, too. If you said, we only get 25 moments, we only get 15 moments, 10 moments. Bartman. Bartman is another one. Yeah. And when Steve Bartman dies, that's what the lead is going to be. Yeah. Steve Bartman, the infamous Cubs fan that hit the ball out of the hands of Moises Alou in Game 7 of the, or maybe Game game 6 of the 2003 NLCS against the Marlins, that's what he's going to be known for. And, of course, I, I don't like the way that either of these two people were treated after these incidents, but it's a part of history. And, Steve, I'm sure that you get this way sometimes, too, that the way media and especially newspaper writing is written, you're supposed to lead off with what the most important things are. Right. And, of course, Bill Buckner was a very good player. He was a batting champ at least once. Right. He played for several different teams. Played 22 years. And I think his batting average was over 300. And of never, course, never struck out. Three times in a game. And he never and there was one year, the year that he won the batting title, he struck out like thirty times. Yeah. And I saw some crazy stat that on Sunday, which is when Buckner died, that there were like sixteen or seventeen right. guys 16 that struck guys. out three times. Yeah. And that he never did it once. And played twenty two years. And just he had great back control. Uh the what happened to Billy Buckner was he it was like nineteen seventy nine. He had a, just a really awful injury to his ankle. And a mate, you know, he still played another nine years. I mean, you by the time his career was over, I mean, it looked like he'd just gotten off a horse. You know, he's he's kind of all bow legged, little could, saddle sore. Yeah, he was saddle. He could barely walk, but boy, could he swing the bat. And uh, he had a great career. Uh, you know, he played with the Cubs. He, he and he was even a Royal. Right. He was a Royal for a short time. Uh, be honest with you, I don't remember his time with Kansas City. I guess I've glossed it over, but. I've been watching. I've watched the Royals since day one. I mean, I was, you know, following them on the very first when Lou Pinella. You were there when Denny Matthews said, "Hello, everybody." Yeah, and Lou Denny Pinella, Matthews here as the Royals begin their first season in program history and yeah, franchise history. Lou Pinella, uh, you know, they won their first game. I remember four to three back in 1969. So I mean, I was 12 years old when the Royals started. Was Big John on that team? No. A little later. Big John didn't come along until about 70, I want to say 74, 73 or 74. Okay. But uh, I just wanted to get the comment out here that I know sometimes it doesn't feel right to say Bill Buckner, who committed the infamous error Mm. in the 1986 World Series, but that's the biggest thing he's going to be remembered for. Yeah. Do you remember who hit the ball? Mookie. Mookie Betts, or not Mookie? <laughs> Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson. Mookie you remember Betts. who the runner was that scored? I got to, I got to think through it in my head. Pitch to Mookie Betts, little roller up along first behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. He'll here comes Knight, Phil Ray, Knight, Ray, Ray Knight. Knight. Ray Knight. Who's Phil Knight? Is he the Nike, Nike guy? guy? Yeah. Ray Knight. Ray Knight was married to Nancy Lopez, the pro golfer at the time. And the Mets win it. That's my reenactment of the TV I blame call, it all on Calvin Vin Scully. I blame it all on Calvin Chiraldi. Who is that? He was the pitcher for Boston that blew the lead. The big guy? Yeah. Yeah. And I, then Bob Stanley for throwing the wild pitch that actually, It was Bob Stanley that was in at the end. Yeah, he really Bob Stanley's the guy that really butchered it up cuz he threw a wild pitch and let Mookie or uh, Ray Knight get the third. But if anybody knows sports that Bill Buckner didn't lose that World Series. No. But it's an error that maybe if I said, Steve, can you think of an error? Well, yeah, but yeah. Can you think of any blunder in any sport that compares to that? 
Can you think of anything? Not really. Football? Not Did anybody really. drop an interception? I remember uh, uh, Jay Witten, I believe it was, dropped a pass in the end zone, or was it, maybe it was Jay Novacek for Dallas one year in the Super Bowl that cost him the Super Bowl. What about in basketball? Uh, but besides Chris Weber's timeout that was a technical yeah, and they didn't and have Chris, any. And Chris Weber. He didn't want to talk about it. A lot of people still remember Chris Weber more for his calling the timeout than his 15 years that he played in the NBA. It's just a part of sports. It's just a part of life. Yeah. Let's say, Steve, you decide to go do something stupid this weekend and and your house burns down and they said, what was Steve doing? Oh, he fell asleep with the pizza in the oven. Yeah. And... People will say, "Yeah, he was a pretty good sports writer." Remember how he went out? That was yeah. weird. And I go. It's back, just kind of the way it goes. I had a chance to win the city golf tournament. Ooh, two thousand seven, I believe, or two thousand eight. Didn't know it at the time, but all I had to do was bogey the last hole, and I win. I win the city championship, and I knocked it up against a tree. Ooh, had to hit it sideways out in the fairway. Hit it on the green, three putted, get in. Turns out I had to play Ray Hague in a playoff, and we all know how you couldn't play And people Ray. still remind you of it to this day. And it, it, I was 50 years old because they said, God, that old guy's going to win the city championship. But wasn't meant to be. So I just think it's a part of life. It's a part of our business to tell you that that happened. Now, most yeah. people know, but it's just a part of it. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate. And it ruined his life, probably ruined his family's life. But thankfully... In 2008, I believe it was, thought you know Boston had won a couple championships by then, and they had him throw the ball out on opening day. Still to this day, the longest standing ovation believed in sports history. Four minutes for Bill Buckner standing ovation, and they said that buried you know all those years of torment that he suffered through, and he suffered that. I mean, you look at see 86. That's 14, 22 years he had to suffer with that indignity. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. Be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, do you remember that they're still playing in the NBA playoffs? Do you remember that that's still going on? It seems like a month ago that Golden State <laughs> swept Portland. It's been a really long time. And finally, tomorrow night, they started up. Now, it's in Toronto. Is that's that right? right. Toronto has the advantage. Okay. For the first time, Doesn't I matter. was reading somewhere that Golden State will not have home court advantage in any series in this run. It ain't going to matter. And Kevin Durant's not going to play. It's not going to matter. This is going to be... The Warriors are going to win, but it's going to be the Kawhi Leonard showcase. And then Kawhi's going to break Toronto's heart because he's not going to go back. He won't resign. There's no – why would you resign with Toronto? I mean, you're out – unless, you know, he's an under-the-radar type guy. Maybe it's the perfect place for him, but there's no way he goes back to Toronto. Why do you say that? Money or just not wanting to he be want, there? He wants to go to – everything I have read, he wants to be a clipper. 
He wants to go to L.A. I'm sure that's everybody's goal. Yep. Be a Clipper. Be a Clipper. Play for Doc Rivers. Can you name me three people on the Toronto Raptors? Not including Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I'm sure I can. The Sarge. Serge Ibaka. You do have Serge Ibaka. Kyle Lowry. You do have Kyle Lowry. And Pascal... How, I can't say his last name. What's his... How's it pronounced? Begins Siakam? Siakam. S-I-A-K-A-M. Yeah. Then what they, about Wichita State's own Fred Van Vliet? Fred had... Fred's been on fire from three-point. And, uh, yeah. What about other former NBA champion Danny Green? Yeah, and he was horrible in that last <laughs> series. He was awful. They they won that series with him being terrible. You did better than I thought you'd do. Yeah. Steve, were you impressed with the Royals yesterday? No. It was a weird day. I watched... This whole series in Chicago has been weird. It's like nobody can hit the ball hard in that series. <laughs> there were like... There weren't... Chicago had 12 hits yesterday. They were all singles, and they are just like seeing eye hits. Nobody hit the ball very hard. Alex Gordon hit a three-run homer in the first, and then the Royals, I think, had one hit the rest of the way. I mean, their bats are really cold. And I kept looking today. I, now, I haven't checked it, but Terrence Gore has got to be sent down. When are they going to make this move to I mean, bring why, Bubba Starling out? Why are they keeping Terrence Gore? He's been he's been picked off like his, la- his last five stolen base attempts he's been picked off. And yesterday he stops halfway through because his helmet hit him in the, in the face. He couldn't even <laughs> see where he was going. So he just went down and he uh, – because, you know, he can't hit. He really he has no arm. Uh, he, he's not really a very good outfielder. He's there for one reason, is to steal bases. And if he can't do and that. he can't steal bases. He is taking up roster space. And I'll be surprised if we don't have an announcement before the game today that he's been sent down and somebody else has been brought. I don't, is Bubba, what's he doing at Omaha this year? He's had a good year. Has he? Did you see the stat, Steve, that the Royals have not won a road series this year? Well, they've they have got, not won a series they on have, the road. They, and they've got a win today for their 10th straight, one and two. They have gone one and two in each of their last nine three-game series. They have not won a road series. And the previous worst in franchise history was like May 30th, the first time that they win a road series. Well, they got Sparky pitching today. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Sparky. Now, they could not win a series until June 1st on the road because they'll be at the Rangers where they play on the 30th, 31st, 1st, and 2nd. So in order to win that series, they would have to and they win by June 1st. And, and you know, even when they're good, they were terrible when they played in Texas. Texas has just a, been a house of horrors for them. And then if they don't win that one, then it would be until they play at Minnesota on June 14th. So it'll be a long Minnesota time. Minnesota may win 120 games the rate they're going. <laughs> they're going to beat up on the – I mean, they haven't even gotten into the part of – Minnesota hasn't gotten into the part of the schedule where they play the Royals, the White Sox, and the Tigers – Three of the five worst teams in baseball. All right, Steve, hopefully you play golf today. Oh, I better because I'm about to lose my mind. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I guess